Excerpt from The New Yorker I recently came across an article by Joshua Rothman in The New Yorker called On Charlotte Lucas's Choice, and it contained a reference to another essay that really resonated with me. I've decided to share the relevant section from the article and use it to frame this week's commentary. Quote, In 1940, the critic D.W. Harding wrote an influential essay on Austin called Regulated Hatred. Harding wanted to overturn a certain view of Austin. For some readers, Austin's novels are a kind of cathedral within which certain ideals, vivacity, thoughtfulness, wit, affection, romance, and so on, are enshrined. To them, Austin seems like a philosopher, a romantic rationalist, You go to her books when you want to be reminded of what's great and good. Harding, who had trained as both a literary critic and a psychologist, thought that this view of Austen missed what was most interesting about her. To understand Austen, he thought, you had to think of her as a person living in a town, in a house, surrounded by friends and family. Her novels, he argued, were really for, about, and against the people she lived with every day. How did Austin feel about the people around her? She loved her family and friends, and had a deep need of their affection and a genuine respect for the ordered, decent civilization that they upheld. But at the same time, she was sensitive to their crudeness and complacencies, and knew that her real existence depended on resisting many of the values they implied. She wanted to express her resistance, to declare her spiritual, if not practical, independence. She needed to share her interior life, her deep convictions and feelings. What she needed was a way to do this without transgressing the bounds of decorum, of propriety, of good taste, of sound judgment, fairness, and equanimity. The novels, Harding wrote, gave her a way out of this dilemma. This, rather than the ambition of entertaining a posterity of urbane gentlemen, was her motive force in writing. Part of her aim was to find the means for unobtrusive spiritual survival, without open conflict with the friendly people around her, whose standards in simpler things she could accept, and whose affection she greatly needed. Still quoting from the article here, Few critics today are as openly therapeutic as Harding. Even so, I like the way he thinks about Austen. I admire the philosophical aspects of her novels, the way they're like perfectly organized little worlds, French gardens planted in English soil. But I love Harding's Austen more, the expressionist Austen, the modern, emotional, psychological one, the writer trying to say something in a gentle, regulated way to them, her friends and family. Charlotte's marriage, more than any other episode in the novel, seems to me a coded expression of Austen's own descent. In thinking about Charlotte, most people I know waver between acceptance and anger, between frustration and understanding. Like Lizzie, they pace back and forth between, how could she marry that man, and, of course, she had to, between, what a sad case, and, lots of people do it and Charlotte's choice expresses some other, more surprising feelings. There's anger, sadness, understanding, and all the rest of it. But there's also a thirst for rebellion, a desire for risk, even a smidgen of relief which Lizzie feels, a sense of being very lucky. Among other things, Charlotte's marriage says, Thank God I didn't have to marry him. 
thank God I had a choice and could say no. Unquote. You may recall at the outset that I expressed my own enjoyment of this novel as arising from the feeling that I'm sitting with the narrator in the corner of some Georgian parlor, listening to her acutely clever, incisive, and sardonic commentary on the characters who parade before us. But we are sitting in the corner. Harding seems to feel the same way, and he sees the novel as an outlet for the expression of Austen's own frustrations with the society that surrounds her, frustrations stifled by the stilted mannerliness of that very society. The idea that Austen had a deep affection for her family and friends and the ordered civilization they upheld, but that she is simultaneously sensitive to their crudeness and rebellious against their values herself, establishes a good framework for what I wanted to say about these chapters. So, let's proceed. Chapter 1 